Welcome back, everyone, to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. Here for a boner episode. Boner! That can only usually mean one thing. A new MCU film came out, so we're excited about it. So you got me, Steve, and you got my boy Mondo. Mondo! No Todd, because he is a big bummer and doesn't like MCU movies, so... He, he's whittling away. He's, he's whittling. He's nice. things. Right. So, <laughs> he's uh, celebrating his uh what 36th birthday when in reality like his soul is like 60 something 70 oh my something. god no, yeah you're being generous <laughs> <laughs> yeah his soul is from like the 1800s sometime yeah <laughs> uh, but we love him yeah how's it going man it's going pretty good i'm uh i'm still jaw dropped after watching this film i mean holy hell yeah i mean you weren't kidding you sent me those messages in the private chat about hey you're you're not ready for this yeah i was walking in just fearing you know um inevitably the loss of of some of the characters that we've grown to love over the last what seven appearances in movies and stuff yeah yeah absolutely Um, it's been what like 10 years since this franchise started and it's so crazy if you think about that right i mean these totally obscure characters that no one really, unless you were a comic reader, really knew much about. And this movie solidifies their their place in MCU, like yeah. Chef's Kiss. Oh, absolutely. Um, but before we get into the movie, just a couple notes. Number one, this is a bonus episode. That means it's yep. not our regular format. There are no trivia, questions, news, all that stuff. We are strictly dickly talking about (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and of course, absolute fucking spoilers from the first second. Yeah, no uh, holding back on this bitch. Yeah, that's right. You you absolutely need to go see it before you listen to this. So if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend that you pause this, go see the movie, and then come back and listen to our thoughts because we are going to spoil the whole of all of it. Do a refresh Guardians 1, 2 holiday special in this because... They just work so symbiotically well. Uh, yeah. Fuck, man. Woo! Yeah. And before we start the movie, I have a question for you. Have you yes, ever sir. seen a movie in 4DX? I have heard. I mean, the closest experience is California Adventures. They had a ride. They give you all the scents and smells and motion. Right. Um, but as far as like sitting down and watching an actual feature film in the movie theaters, I have not. But you did. I did. Uh, so I go see a 4DX film once a year. And I usually pick a movie that is thrilling, you know? So last year it was Jurassic Park Dominion. Year before, or two years before because of COVID, was uh, Ready Player One. Uh, But I always forget the experience for some reason in that year because I'm an old man (laughs) and I forget things. So I went to see it this time. And yeah, like Mondo said, it's like there's smoke effects, there's a strobing effect on one's gunshots. There's uh, all the sense of smell, which is really crazy. Like it actually comes through pretty well. You smell Rocket's ass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and But the most, the biggest thing is that the, the seats move. Yes. I, I am not fucking joking when I tell you that you hold on for fucking dear life. <laughs> for dear life. Forget about popcorn. Forget about drinks. You are holding on because that shit will launch you out of your chair no very way. quickly. I, it's like you know me i go to universal studios all the time i go to disney all the time there is nothing like a damn 4dx experience so much so that i want people to go seek out a 4dx experience and tell me that i'm wrong because it is insane <laughs> how much those things like shaking but there's a lot of shaking. Worth it? 
Yeah, because A, well, it keeps you up, right? <laughs> yeah. you, when you're old and, you know, sometimes you fall asleep in movies. Uh, not this, because it's Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah. you're, you are awake and fully alert the whole time. And there's a lot of movement in this film. You know, a lot of, like, chases and fights and stuff like that. So my ass was moving the whole time in that scene. <laughs> it was um, a workout while you were watching yeah, your movie. Like, it was crazy. Like, at some point, I was looking over at my wife, and we're both holding on. And we're laughing at the same time because of how just crazy. And I'm watching other people in the theater, just this dad with his two daughters, and he looks great as hell, you know, because oh shit, they're gonna get but launched out of those chairs. Not 3D though, right? Was no, it 3D as no, well? So it wasn't 3D. Uh this okay. particular show, anyway. That was the only thing that it wasn't, but uh it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, because 3D for whatever reason has never been something that's caught on for me, whether mm-hmm. it be gaming or movies. I just it's it's not it doesn't add anything to me. It's just more so about, eh, I'm good. I already wear glasses. I don't want to wear <laughs> layers of glasses to, to watch a film. But, ah, yeah. oh, man, with that being said, though, come on, man, let's dive in because I'm itching. I I can't wait. I can't yeah, so, wait. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 3. So this takes place uh, pretty much right after the holiday special and I think a couple years after Avengers Endgame. So you have the group, they are on Nowhere, as you saw in the holiday special, and they're trying to build this new society in Nowhere, which they bought at some point between (laughs) Endgame and uh, the holiday special. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So they're just, you know, doing their own thing. Peter Quill is a mess. He gets absolutely wasted. Still really from Gamora, man. Still mourning that loss. They feel that, you know, he feels bad about Gamora dying, but also conflicted because a version of Gamora is still alive. 2014. (laughs) Right. Who uh, doesn't know him and all the Guardians. I could see how that's fucked up, you know, to your conscience. Meanwhile, you got what is known as Swole Groot. Swole Groot. (laughs) I am Groot. So big ass Groot and the rest of the characters kind of being the same way. And you have Cosmo also joining the fray. Uh, yep. She That is a original character from the comic in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So she is integrated to the group as well. And everything's going, you know, okay. You know, they're just trying to kind of live their lives. When all of a sudden you got Adam Warlock out of nowhere coming into for payback, baby payback Aisha from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So she's been holding on to this fucking grudge. For, grudge for a minute, huh? Yeah, for a long <laughs> ass time, six years. Uh, she's been holding on to, or more, maybe in the, within the MCU's uh, timeline. And that starts a series of events, which lead us to all sorts of adventures, including, and mostly, uh, Rocket's past. As yeah. he uh, confronts the High Evolutionary and everything that happened when he was a young little baby raccoon. And meanwhile, you also have stories of them trying to just essentially become a family again and the importance of this group. So I think I'll stop there because the rest, I think it's all stuff we're going to discuss anyway. So what yeah. were your expectations going in to this one? <laughs> Please don't be too emotional because I know James Gunn doesn't hold back and he's been teasing this not everyone's going to survive mentality. And I mean, I was just hoping to have something good. I mean, I think feel like the phase four, it's hard because it's world building. So mm-hmm. you're kind of being introduced to the multiverse factors and stuff. And I think this movie technically is the second in phase five with Ant-Man being the first. 
yeah. Quantum Mania. Right. Um, so I was just kind of hoping to get some more world building, but knowing James Gunn, he's gonna focus on his character specifically. Um, I will tell you, I did miss um, I did miss Ravager Thor yeah. doing the John Claude Van Damme splits. That was hilarious. Um, since, they just, <laughs> since they just had ditched them, um, I guess prior to this. Well, they did in um, but Thor. I, Right. Yeah, Thor, yeah, Love and Thunder. Then they yeah. just uh hey yeah, we'll be back, man. You take <laughs> care. Um, but I, I was just open for something good, something to like not have a dull moment where I kind of feel I've had a little bit with the phase four. Um just kind of like I said, the story building. But holy shit, man, <laughs> from the from the get-go. I mean, how cool is it that they have nowhere? Oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's it's such I, a cool like throwback to the first one where where this I mean, introduced Dana's nowhere fucked it cool. up, right? Yeah, that it was cool to see the celestial head, um, yeah. and then Danos when he destroyed it in Infinity War. I'm assuming after then it was just still vacant, and the Guardians took it and made it their home. But after the holiday special and seeing like how much it meant to them, like you said, you're bringing together all these individuals who were victims of the snap, um, right. also people fleeing from wherever Danos destroyed. Now they're living here, and there's his family. Uh, so it was just a cool swole, swole Groot. So Holy Groot. shit, man. He's a he's a beefy little boy there, man. And, uh, <laughs> what an arc, Drax. Right? Oh, my from, gosh, right? From I mini mean, Groot in the Guardians Volume 2 to baby Groot, Groot yeah. in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> yeah, now you got swole Groot, swole which Groot. is really cool. Because um, after Groot, the original, passed away yeah. in Guardians 1, I was like, damn, that sucks. I, was, I really like that character. Uh-huh. You can't you can't bring him back. And of course, this movie shows that I'm just thumb <laughs> up my ass wrong again. Um, but you know what was interesting is how early they showed Adam Warlock to yeah, come like right away. Nowhere. Right away, yeah. And I'm not going to lie, it took me a little bit to separate Adam Warlock actor from, from where the Miller is getting, yeah, yeah right. Will Poulter getting his nuts bit by a spider uh, yeah, right. <laughs> to, to Adam Warlock, this quote unquote, super powerful being in the Marvel universe who wielded the infinity uh, gauntlet. But seeing that was cool. Now that fight alone though, and how it ended was fucking devastating. I mean, what'd you think about that? Yeah. It's like, holy shit uh seeing adam warlock like you're anticipating adam warlock adam warlock is an important figure in the marvel comics Uh, i remember reading him a lot because he was like so powerful right as a character i mean he's one of the only beings that can wield the infinity gauntlet and he does uh in the infinity war so his the anticipation of him coming in was huge after we saw his cocoon in volume two so i was psyched to see what they would do with him uh, I will say that that was eventually maybe my only big complaint <laughs> with this movie is I feel not too un- much was, underutilized yeah. him and he didn't like fit. He like he wasn't needed in the story. Um, there's not a, he didn't add a whole lot yeah. to the story other than I guess what happens at the very end of it. But I feel like the story could have done without him and it would have been t- completely fine. I think it was one of those thread things, you know, where the sovereign were still a factor at the end of Guardians 2. Right. And so James Gunn, this is his basically last quote-unquote movie because I'm hoping and praying that after DC and all that stuff, (laughs) he comes back. Um, But he's tying all his loose ends. And to counter what you said, I do like how we kind of get that tie with the High Evolutionary and the Sovereign and Adam and stuff. But this whole he was kind of childish, let out early thing, like that was kind of weird. Um, but overall, like I mean, the dude looks fucking impressive on screen. I mean, yeah, what a great translation over. But man, him wounding him wounding Rocket 
Like yeah. you saw, you saw, you saw, um, Nebula get her ass kicked, right? Like dislocated jaw and all that shit. Yeah. Um, she got destroyed. Peter, yeah. Peter getting hurt. Groot, like all of them got hurt to some degree until Nebula, you know, stabbed him. And dude, he Groot lost away. his whole body. It was just like, <laughs> he went straight. John Carpenter's the thing, dude. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. I love these little. I don't. I can't confirm whether or not James Gunn intended oh, that, but obviously we all thought that exactly. Yeah. Um, but we could all surmise that yeah, he did. But um, when they went to go to revive Rocket, thinking like, oh, no big deal, you know, like here's these really cool defibrillator type things, mm. um, and then put it on him, and he's got some chain code where he can't. Like I was like, no shit, we're gonna kill Rocket at the beginning already. Like, right. holy crap! But real quick, if I if I could just kind of circle back, of um, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the movies, please don't fucking talk. We had uh we had guys oh, no. in the back of us narrating the movie from beginning to oh, end. Fuck, I would. Um, so that was terrible. So to those two guys, whoever you are, fuck you for talking throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and a shout out to my movie theater. Not a fucking word. Now, of course, they were all like really to just survive the experience, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, not not a word. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, if yeah, you, and, and if you're a pisser or a refiller, <laughs> buy buy the seats at the end. Don't buy the seats in the middle. Don't be that asshole. Yeah, that's absolutely. all I gotta say. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, so yeah. So speaking of the beginning and how they hit Rocket, like pretty much right at the beginning of the film. Yeah. So I'm going into this movie expecting at least Rocket to die, and also tracks pop, for probably sure on my tracks, page. Right. Yeah. Because. Uh, well, Dave Batista has clearly said that this was his last Marvel film, and here yeah. him it's more of an age thing, right? He's like uh, approaching sixty and doing action. Is he though? He looks good. Yeah, he does. But he when he was wrestling, he was like forty. So yeah, he's oh, he's, okay. he's approaching sixty now, and I get it. You know, you can't do action. I mean, you're not everyone's Harrison Ford and Stallone and Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, didn't kill my wife. Yeah, so <laughs> I was expecting both of them to die, and when Rocket got hit, I'm like, "Fuck, here we go!" You know, and Already, this whole movie yeah. is gonna lead into kind of him dying, right? It's gonna—I knew that he wouldn't die at the beginning because it's a story. But you knew that you knew that it had been set up. Like they're like they're, they were fucking just put putting down the red carpet up until yeah. his death. You know, like we here knew you go. this is this you know series of events that lead to his passing. Oh man! And then when we get the flashback when he's little, oh, fuck, okay. and the high evolutionary reaching in with his hand to grab him, Jesus. and you start. I mean, we've been through a lot of shit personally in the last two weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, it has been hard in our personal two months, excuse me, yeah, yeah, in our personal lives with the loss of people close to us, and it just seems like it it hits you again right because yeah. there were so many cords being pulled for me i was like keep it together because <laughs> this is gonna hurt and you know it's gonna hurt but yeah. watch and let me let me tell you when that beginning when the first i think it was the first flashback when uh he starts like talking and his first words are it hurts yeah and i was Oof. like oh, oh you fuck <laughs> Wow, there's still about two hours left. <laughs> Holy shit! But that those flashbacks serve the early on these first one that we're talking about. Um, wow, because graphically amazing. Um, you're introduced to Lila Teeth's uh, floor. floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally like fucking. I mean, they're animals, dude. And yeah. what James Gunn did is he makes you for the minute you meet them like get hit in the emotions. Like I'm attached. Like I'm ready. I didn't yeah. need four movies for you to build them <laughs> up. I'm built up now. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the flat when they started doing the flashbacks, like I, I've talked about this a million times. I don't like when movies go back. I really don't. 
but in this case it was done so well and it, it actually flowed well with the story you know they didn't yeah. just throw those flashbacks out of nothing it was kind of setting up the events of what was going on in the movie and holy shit every time the flashback i was just racing <laughs> you weren't ready yeah, you were not ready because god damn those flashbacks were like rocket storyness is one of the best storylines marvel's ever put out yeah agree so so well told and put together and you felt so fucking bad for everyone in that damn thing and high evolutionary like one of the best marvel villains best, for, best villains for one yeah, movie, right set up so well you know they, and they didn't like spend that much time setting him up. It's just they just did it so well that you hated him quickly for what he did to Rocket, right? Oh, absolutely. Because people are more emotionally inclined to feel sympathy for animals for whatever reason than they are for for fucking fellow human I beings. Know I right? so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because animals are innocent, right? They don't know any better, but fucking no. human beings, we do. So, but do you think High Evolutionary, as great as he was? presented to us i mean that's got to be one of those unicorn moments where it's writing it's the fucking actor was fucking amazing like james gunn was saying ever since his uh um help me out here with the john cena show he did oh, peacemaker yeah peacemaker he was talking about how he casted him from there because yeah, he had because he was so good, good. Uh-huh. he was so good in there and i was like yeah he was good but come on you're just tooting his horn and i see this movie and i see what he puts on and i'm like Ah, uh, there's your backup for Kang in case shit continues. Yeah, to go so backwards. I was going to say that. So there's a lot of rumors that he might be Kang going forward, and if, I, I, I wouldn't mean, be mad about it to be honest. Like if, if it goes bad for Jonathan Majors because he's great, you know. Jonathan but, Majors is great. He's obviously got personal things to take care of, um, but I hope that he fucking mans too. up and says like, "Hey, I fucked up. Forgive me. I'm a shit human being, but I'm going to be better. I deserve a second chance." And I'm willing. I mean, look at Ezra fucking Miller. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's DC. You know, that's a whole other. Yeah, huh? but but yeah, if they're gonna go alternate, like here's a fucking alternate for uh, Kang. Like I'm on fucking board after this movie, hundred percent. I mean, uh, it's it's kind of you know, it kind of comes back to this movie. This movie almost never got made because James Gunn got fired. Tweets from like twelve years ago, uh, and that so he got fired from this movie. Yeah. And a lot of people in the Guardians were like, I'm not coming back if he's not coming back. Unless, yeah, exactly. And apparently Kevin Feige was on his side. It's the guy who was like the president, one of the At presidents the of, of Disney. It was uh, Ike something, Perm- something, something Mueller. Yeah, something, yeah. something Mueller <laughs> um, who, did, who did that decision. The everyone, guy who got fired. <laughs> right. Everyone from Marvel was kind of rooting for James Gunn and they eventually let him back got in. Him back. You know? And what a fart, a smart, a fart, a smart <laughs> fucking choice. Uh, yeah. Because, wow, I mean, it's just crazy. But uh, to kind of get a little bit back to the movie here, I mean, the Guardians are fucking like, hey, what are we going to mm-hmm. fucking do? Um, Nebula, who is a character that I could care have less, I've cared less for when I first met her and now has evolved to this fucking awesome character. Oh, she's great, man. Absolutely great in this movie. Yeah. And for her to like, oh, we gotta go to this place called Ogo Corp or whatever it was. Um, because they're the, the code is probably there for him, you know. Like this whole movie is saving your family, saving Rocket, you know, and holy shit, man. Like I just 
I was hooked, man. That first 30 minutes, I was so fucking hooked. And like, you better save this little fucker because yeah, I like yeah, right. him, yeah. right? It's crazy how James Gunn has this ability to make you like characters. Because Nebula, like, same thing in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, yeah, but she was the villain too, right? So, But she was yeah, also very, like, kind of one way. Uh, same thing with Mantis. I wasn't a big Mantis fan either in mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And both those characters fucking just delivered uh, by this oh, point. You know, they're so both good and... You're right. Like the acting from Karen Gillian and uh, Palm uh, Clementoff, Clementoff, yeah, whatever, Clementoff or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, hold on. I have it here. Clementiep. Right. Uh, You know, it's cool. You know, like when you watch movies and they pretty much like telegraph, like you can kind of know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Like I had no idea what was coming next. And then when Nebula's like, oh, I have a contact in that area, like we're going to meet up. Uh, which proceeds to have the Guardians leave nowhere on the new ship, which is um, give me the name of the ship. It's after the singer. Um, it's not the Benatar because the Benatar was the last one. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, what was yeah, the name? I, I don't remember which. One. Yeah, is it the Bowie by that point? It's or? a Bowie. Yes, you're right. Yeah. It's the Bowie. So they get on the Bowie. They go to this Ogo Court place, and who do they meet up with? Hey, I'm back. Hey, right. <laughs> fucking Sylvester Stallone, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Outside in his fucking little shit. Hey, you're not going any farther. <laughs> Holy crap. I saw Sliced Alone again, and I'm like, this motherfucker's back. Even if it's just a small party, he's back. Great. And they brought it back a lot of the Ravagers from 2, which Yeah, which was is like really another cool. Guardians group, right? So that's... The, the whole and point. I and that's what I like because I know that ending scene. Holy shit, man! You want to? Yeah. I I won't get into because I don't want to get emotional. But that ending scene in two when they're oh yeah, you know, all the ravagers show up like Yondu, Yondu and stuff. Like holy yeah. crap, dude! And and to see some of them come back was really cool. I mean, granted they recasted uh, Miley Cyrus. I think after her meme video went um pretty viral, right? <laughs> but but uh, Miss Minutes is playing the floating robotic head this time around. Um, yeah. But it was cool to see Peter Quill's reaction when he finds out that yeah. Gamora was the contact. You didn't tell me it was Gamora? <laughs> like that whole interaction throughout the movie between the two of them yeah, was fucking I, great. I, and I got to say, <laughs> I fucking love Drax. He is so oh, funny. The best. When he says, like, when, when Man- especially Mantis with Drax, their relationship is one of the, like, the biggest gems ever. And when he she's like, oh, can I have a nut? He's like, sorry, we're out. And then immediately takes a nut out. <laughs> There's another one. He's such a dick, and I love it. God, he's good in that scene uh, when they're like kind of going to their, that ship. Yeah, they are... James Gunn took these characters, and obviously you fall for Peter Quill pretty early on. I mean, he's the what we thought was the main character throughout this three-movie right. uh, stretch. <laughs> and... And then he brings in Drax, and Drax just progressively gets better. <laughs> yeah. Mantis gets way better. I mean, all these characters at the end, like everything that preceded it makes sense to where we ended. And you have basically one cast member who you fell in love with from the beginning, and you fall in love with all these fuckers only to have the ending that we have. Um, but yeah, so they know that the code is on this uh, really weird organic fucking space ring, right? Like what is James? This is the mind (laughs) of James Gunn, dude. This is like slither meets. I don't know. Like it was a celestial head, a fucking uh, talking planet. And now we have an organic, uh, like heart looking fucking halo ring shit. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It's crazy, man. And then these total uh, callbacks to uh, space odyssey, 2001 suits that they're getting in and they're, yeah. Some, even some say com- Among Us. 
because it's like some say colors. among us but i think i think james gunn confirmed that it was space odyssey yeah, of course yeah. that he took it from but uh maybe maybe he had a little among us in him yeah, I don't uh, think so. <laughs> but it was so cool even that scene where because peter's gushing over gamora right like oh i know you're still in there like you love me and that scene when he's just pouring his heart out to her it fucking matches you know we can all hear you right, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? oh my god he, he like he builds like this emotion writing these characters and then he perfect like punchlines like uh, and that's comedic relief that's a whole thing about this movie this is a fucking emotional roller coaster you are sad as hell one scene and laughing your ass off the next it's yes that, that's the brilliance i think of this particular movie is how good it goes from one to the other just without it missing a beat you know absolutely so they get into ogocorp um they stash away their suits as they're <laughs> in fear for uh uh nathan Fillion and his yeah. crew coming i mean how cool i know a lot of people and i mean who who doesn't have an opinion right i mean we have ours um but usually ours are we fight amongst each other as opposed <laughs> right. to the world right uh but nathan Fillion, a common collaborator with james gunn in all three uh, films in all three films yeah you're right um mm-hmm. we see him coming and guardians <laughs> as soon as he makes contact with them what was that like peter quill <laughs> just being like fucking thinking on his feet right away um that that yeah. scene was just so fucking hilarious to see that, that interaction between them. oh my god the, one of the funniest scenes in this movie is uh them bonding over having one crew member who's an idiot yes. <laughs> yeah yeah drax oh i have ass. one of those too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's something that nathan Fillion says twice with yeah he this. brings it back near the end of the movie too yeah I yeah i, don't I, remember I have one of, i have one of those too i understand <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Poor, you think I'm stupid? Yeah, poor Drax, dude. Uh, but I loved how they're sitting there talking, and Peter's just trying to like get him, get them out of this bad situation. And then in the background, here you go, you see all these fucking spacesuits just ejected into space. And Mantis is like, "Oh shit, he can't look this way." But in true Guardians form, wit and charm gets them out of a pretty precarious scene. Um, and, and then, you know what? so when I saw Nathan Fillion come in for the first time we see his face so he's he's correct been, he was an alien in the first one he's the prisoner I, the blue prisoner yeah and i think he was a voice in the second but uh so this uh, it sounds time. i think it sounds like he was in a lot of posters for fake movies in the okay. second one yeah, so yeah. uh so when they cast him in this role i had a bad feeling and that bad feeling Gosh. was that i thought they were bringing this to a drax ending because uh, I thought oh, they, fuck. they're probably going to kill one midway through the movie and then one at the yeah. end, as opposed to you know kind of killing both because that would kind of ruin it a little bit. And I thought Drax in the seat the whole time. I'm thinking this is where they're going to kill Drax. Yeah. And so they get in, and that's basically what I thought. The entire oh movie. my gosh, <laughs> yes. Because once they start fighting and shit hits the fan, and Nathan Fillion gets this fucking OP like Spartan laser fucking gun. And shoots Drax in the chest, which, mind you, Drax has been swallowed oh by an obelisk. He's fucking been punched by a million things, shot by a million things, uh, stabbed by freaking Ron, uh, Ronan, the accuser, right? Yeah. All- in, in part two, he's being dragged by a spaceship in, like, uh, all yeah. these, like, woods and stuff. Yeah. And he's laughing and one, about it. One fucking shot from this gun, and Drax is hit hard. Yeah. And then just when you think, like... All right, he's he, he'll be all right. He gets hit again, yeah, the and back. the whole yeah. scene gives you this feeling of is Drax fucking dead? Because of, I mean, I know Peter Quill in the in the trailers is crying about someone being lost. Is it Drax now? 
Yeah. Like, and, oh the, that, and that's also the music, the score, uh, the setup. It slows down at that point. Like, it's like almost slow mo. Yeah. And it's just all done brilliantly to make you think this is probably where Drax is going to die because they've been setting up Drax dying for years now. For a while. With, yeah. Uh, Dave Batista saying he was leaving and everything. So, what do you think about 2014 Gamora and how? essentially i mean she's never had the relationship with peter she hasn't been around the guardians and formed the relationship and bond like the gamora that died in endgame right what did you think about her being like this hyper like fucking essentially like bad girl you know like uh like a what's the word like venom the anti-hero type shit right like that's kind of what she was like in the first one right like yeah she was when they were chasing each other for the the fucking yeah, power for stone. the power for the power stone so and it's in a weird way it's kind of showing that you have a destiny you know like if you like someone in one life you'll probably like the same people in another life yeah. like you, you always wonder like if you didn't like marry your wife right and you met her years later would you still have like the same bond and maybe you know this proves that maybe it would be because it's like fate right and yeah she realized that she does actually like those people and I, I like that slow build, but it was cool to see her kind of more of her feral self, you know, as opposed to the kind of sweetening one that we saw over the course of the other movies. We do get a little bit, uh, a couple more cameos. The uh, the female in all pink, who's the administrator there, she is from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. She's Rat Catcher too, <laughs> right? So, yeah. yeah, she's in there. And then, not to forget his wife. His wife, of course. <laughs> was and you know do. what? Fuck the people who are like, y'all, you put your wife in everything. She's a phenomenal yeah, actress. Jennifer Holland is great. She's great in Peacemaker, right? She's uh, absolutely as hardcore. Like, she was yeah. fucking great. Even in this movie, with such a different type of character to be portrayed, like, she was fucking good in it. And when she got shot in the leg and just, ah, like, I was just like, this is fucking great. Like, he's not casting her just because he's his wife. She's a great fucking actress. So, she is, she is yeah. Calm your tits, motherfuckers. It's, it's no Sherry Moon zombie. <laughs> oh, hell no. Would you rather have Sherry Moon or her? I'm going Jennifer yeah, freaking all the time. But yeah. um, so we get, so Peter gets, you know, eventually what they need as far as the code. Um, then they come to find out, and correct me, this is my my memory gets a little fuzzy with it. There is still something missing from the code. And they realize that they have to get the scientist that we've seen the Asian gentleman named Thiel, I believe his name was, I think yeah. I wrote down somewhere. Um, so they're like, Oh shit, we saw him on there. He was <laughs> on the fucking organic fucking Ogo court place. Now we have to go find him. And in order to find him, we have to go to this place called counter earth, mm. um, which is basically where the high evolutionary and his ship is. Um, and then I think we get another fucking flashback, right? This is where yeah, the, high, the, the, high evolutionary the, talking to him with on his lap, I believe. Yeah, so th- this is where they're starting to set up that he has uh, plans to basically build animals and uh, change their genetics so that they become good people, and which sets up the planet that, you know, uh, the Counter-Earth. So right. I-, I think uh, the flashbacks we get by this point is everything leading up to saying that we perfected, you know, or when Rocket, like, kind of shows that he's intelligent and he actually does something smarter than High Evolutionary does. And, yeah uh, by by like being by figuring out the issue before a high evolutionary does and that kind of pisses him off because it's like wait a minute this thing i created is smarter than i am correct i'm gonna be super honest with you um knowing oh shit sorry the wife just got home <laughs> uh 
seeing the movies and you always have, you know, you always have a villain, right? You had Obadiah Stane in the first one and you know what his motivations were, money and all that shit. And you watch these MCU movies and you want to figure out what the antagonist, like what is motivating them? You know, we got um, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, fuck, I forget his name. Uh, Christian Bale's character. Oh, Gore. Gore, Gore the Gore. God Butcher. Yeah. Gore was to kill the gods, right? Because yeah. of the, them leaving them. And then in this movie, we get the High Evolutionary, which for those of you who don't know, I wasn't the comic reader for MCU stuff. I strictly learned things from the movies and just reading stuff on the side that are not comic book related. I had no idea who the High Evolutionary was, what his motivations were. And then when you introduce him as he's this supreme scientist who is trying to create this perfect thing i was like i don't know how i feel about this fight at this point in this movie i'm like i don't know how i feel about these motivations for this movie like how does that like i don't i don't feel like he's evil like is he fucked up yeah but evil no but shit my opinion changes later um but when he put that turtle in the fucking chamber and the quote-unquote terrigen mist that everyone is rumoring um evolves that turtle into a fucking ninja turtle basically which the guys behind me made sure i knew yeah the fucking turtle going crazy wild and i was like holy fuck and then rocket dude oh he's because he the pipes and this and that and like i didn't think anything of it other than like oh he's fucking smart dude like he fucking yeah. just figured it out and later on we would find out that the high evolutionary essentially becomes envious because how could I create something? I'm the smartest motherfucker around. How the hell did I create something that's smarter than me that solves something that I couldn't? Um, but what did you think about seeing him throwing that fucking turtle in there and just that that whole interaction between him and Rocket? Yeah, it was great. And this is where we really got to see how good of an actor he is when he turns from being kind of this calm, collected, you know, really smart scientist. And how he turns to being just pure anger and jealousy uh, towards Rocket because he just happened to figure out something that he hadn't is where you really get to see his range. And yeah. it was, it, that was a great fucking scene, like so well put together. And and it also, of course, explains why Rocket is so smart and so good at uh, fixing things and building things, which you see in all the movies, right? He's building stuff super quickly and on of, the fly. Yeah, absolutely. Like weird parts and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I love, I mean, and this is where, like, I've always enjoyed Rocket as, like, comic relief and being a smart-ass jerk throughout these movies, but I think this movie really started solidifying to me, like, how, how fucking cool Rocket really is, you know, because we really get to see his smarts in play, like, centralized here, you know, where it's not like, hey, we're in a battle, I'm just trying to figure this out as I go, like, we're seeing this happen, and um, at some point, I believe in this same flashback sequence, Rocket kind of starts to figure out like, hey, like, we're not going to get out of here. Like, right. he, he basically told me, like, we're not leaving. And now I need to formulate a way. And he's been gathering all these little pieces, right? Right. Throughout every flashback, he's gathering some piece and ultimately trying to try to find a way to free them. But um, we'll get into the flashback again, because I think we come back to it after the guardians land on counter earth which oh my god counter earth <laughs> so, <laughs> one small it. one small complaint here uh going back to drax thinking that drax was going to die um you know on the other planet the one thing that made me think that drax wouldn't die is because the trailer always showed drax hitting that little, that little kid? girl yeah. with the ball with and the i ball. kept thinking to myself we haven't seen that yet so he can't die you know 
And yes. that was kind of like almost a bummer because it's like it kind of yeah. Uh, unless James Gunn like specifically put that scene to throw people off, which would have been brilliant. Um, yeah, so th- that was kind of a bummer, but it was still cool to see. But I again, that and that's the problem with trailers. That whole first scene where you fr- they first drop down, I'd seen yeah. so many times that it kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah, took away I, the. I could agree with that, although I, I'm going to honestly say that I didn't even think about when Drax got shot that he was going to. I had thought that he was going to die, but I didn't cross my mind like, hey, we haven't seen that yet. Right. Um, so he's got to survive. But obviously, through movie magic, Greg Drax probably regenerates, get the little defibrillator, survives right. to counter Earth. Um, and then we have that whole moment where he's just be he's not even doing it intentionally he's just being Drax, right and this oh little girl God. with the like, couch too <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> the fucking couch what about what about when the when so he hits the little girl right with the ball yeah. and then they start throwing stones because it's like a perfect society right um and they're throwing stones and fucking group expands and becomes this oh, yeah. really big version and uses a piece of bark or whatever as a tongue to spook all these people away <laughs> yeah. like I thought that was so cleverly done because we've only ever really seen Ant Man, you know, increase in size, decrease. Groot has, Groot has, yeah, he he did in the first Guardians, but not this way, not this way where he's like spooky, you know, like yeah, yeah. In the first one, he only expands up because he needs to like reach something, something. Uh, Whereas this one, he expanded like, you know, for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. But getting to what you mentioned, uh, Peter, which here's here's one thing that I was confused on, one and two. They all have the translators in their ears to understand stuff. Correct. But in this movie, seemingly they don't now. Or because it's not a language, it's not a recognized language. That's what I say. Or it's not a recognized language. Yeah, that's um, exactly what it is. It's uh they don't recognize that language because it's not and that that goes back to later in the film where uh it was a nebula that said, I don't I can't translate. When they're talking, yeah, yeah, when they're talking. And I, I think that's why it's not in their translator because it's not a recognized language because it's not a real society it's one that was built by the high evolutionary and i'm just going to jump a little bit ahead not to spoil it the high evolutionary is responsible for not just creating this society but Mm -hmm. we find out he's responsible for creating other ones which i believe was a one was a comic drop the aim the human i mean i don't know there's some yeah some group of people and then the sovereign sovereigns yeah he created the sovereigns as well he created which which was a mind blown to me because i thought they were actually characters in the comics but it james gunn created them Mm. for these movies so they were brand new to the mcu never before seen and now we find out the high evolutionary created as like a vanity project um and he just refers to them as idiots anyways (laughs) yeah yeah, right uh, so we get peter quill he's in this house they're trying to communicate with these animal Doctor Monroe. Doctor Moreau, remember that the island of Doctor Moreau yeah, movie? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's all I was getting from this scene with these uh with these counter Earth characters was oh this is like galactic island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to communicate, and they finally get to the point where they find out what the High Revolutionary is, and holy shit, we get to a part in this movie that people were rumor talking about. And we're going to experience it. And that is Marvel's first F-bomb in the yeah. movie. So Nebula, Peter gets commandeers a vehicle. They let him borrow it so he can drive. And Nebula, who, God bless her heart, is having trouble opening the fucking door, which I don't blame her because we remember those kind of doors back in the days. God, as long as those, 70s, those buttons like got rusty 70s, yeah, and shit, yeah, yeah. man, it was fucking hard to do it. <laughs> Excuse me. But... He's instructing her how to open it, <laughs> and holy shit! Now, what do I do now? 
open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> what what went through your mind? I mean, it's a Marvel MC's so, first. I, I, I knew an F bomb. I knew an F bomb was gonna drop at some point. I didn't think it would be at such an inconsequential moment, <laughs> right? Uh, which was which made it funny, right? Because then it was like unexpected, and it made me laugh. It's just. Because you're frustrated too. Like we're on Peter Quill's side. We're human. We know how the stupid button works. Yes. Maybe like millennials don't, but we do. <laughs> What's a, you have to roll down a window once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? fucking manually. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So it was. It was funny. It was. I, we fe- we sensed his frustration, and it was good. And I think what's even great is reading upon this scenes, particularly like we were expecting it like in a different moment entirely. Right. Uh, but I guess rating wise, you have to have the F bomb like after an hour after the movie, like you're into the movie. So they waited like an hour, 10 minutes to get this in. And it was improvised. Like James Gunn didn't even like it wasn't in the script. It was just, you know, how James Gunn is popular for having improv on his sets and uh, fucking uh why I keep forgetting everyone's name. Chris Pratt is uh, in the scene acting it out. <laughs> Open the fucking door. Like it was perfect because it, it wasn't a heavy moment. It wasn't a light moment. You're just like you said, you're frustrated with him. Like get in the fucking car. We've all been there. Get in the fucking car. Let's go. And then he tries to drive off and he's an idiot because he doesn't even know how to drive. He could drive the Bowie, the Benatar, all that shit. But when it comes to a vehicle, because he left Earth at eight, he can't drive it for shit, which had me rolling because yeah it was so funny. There, right <laughs> yeah yeah that's how we started <laughs> oh dude when we when we finally see some of those um when they finally get to the gate of mm-hmm. the high evolutionaries um base and you see those two hybrid like fucking yeah, like bebop and rocksteady or bebop and rocksteady <laughs> yeah. I, so i'm not the i'm not the only one who thought that, I, I, right? I thought the guys behind you told you <laughs> oh fuck they might as well have yeah, um, right. they they told me during the trailers that Miss Marvel was going to be stupid because it was female led. And I'm like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Can't even sit here and enjoy it. Come so, on, yeah, you're the, sitting the, in... <laughs> yeah the, so there was a Bebop, right? But that, not a that had to be Bebop. It yeah. was Bebop for sure, though. I was yeah, yeah. fucking laughing because I'm like, you know, he's doing he's creating these characters like these these uh, hybrid weapon animals and they look fucking cool. Like it's not yeah. just one a one off design. It's really fucking cool. Um, Peter and Groot ultimately have to go in alone while the rest of the crew stand by, which I think at the time was just Nebula because she told Mantis and Drax to wait at the ship with Gamora. Um, <laughs> it, obviously, we know that didn't happen because right, Drax is <laughs> has no patience. <laughs> Drax has zero fucking. He's me, dude. He's yeah. me in, in galactic form. Um, so what? So what do we get here? I gotta. I gotta remember because I know Adam comes. Yeah, so um, they go. So what happens is they go to, uh, to like to go to the high evolutionary's place to get the the thing in his head, right? That's yeah. Uh, that, that's their Deal. whole point. And yeah. meanwhile, uh, Adam is trying to get Rocket because the mission is to get Rocket to the high evolutionary. So he attacks the ship when it's only Gamora on it, uh, yeah. because Drax had decided to go on a joyride with Mantis on a on motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that's what happens there. That's how Adam kind of attacks. But as he gets wounded in that scene, and yeah. that's when Gamora realizes that there's something you know kind of off about this dude. Something I miss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And I like while you see, I like Adam's little um his little friendship with that little fucking fluffy, oh yeah fluffy dog or something. <laughs> right, I'll train it. His I will pet. train it, mother. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, is it right? No, it's not yet. I was gonna say Aisha's whole thing is. 
coming up soon. But no, exactly. Not, 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 yeah, yeah, because then we get Peter talking to the High Evolutionary. Right. Um, and, and there's a scene there that I thought was really cool because the High Evolutionary, like every evil villain, starts going through his plan and why he's doing things. And Peter's like, "I don't care, man. Like I've heard it before. I don't need you to tell me why you have mommy problems." <laughs> right. And, stuff. And, and you know, watching videos subsequently after seeing this, it was like, "Oh shit, that does make sense." Because he had to hear it from Thanos. He heard it from Ego. Like, right. He heard it from Ronin. Ronin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he, like he just he's over. It. He just wants to save his friend. You know. And, right. Um you know the high evolutionary was not going to sit there and part ways it's just he's a villain right he's not going to sit there and be like here you go um so we get this really cool uh like fucking john wick moment with uh groot man hey groot do your thing and groot just fucking pulls out all these weapons from inside of him and it was just so fucking cool to see which coincidentally the high evolutionary gets put in a spot where uh shit falls down and blocks his path so it separates them which i was like ah eh. yeah right I mean, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of what, what we say is just like fucking convenient know, perfect yeah, convenient, yeah. Too right? convenient. <laughs> but i thought what was really fucking cool was i think he already did the self-destruct at this point where mm-hmm. he's like i don't fucking need these people um you brought rocket to me because yep. rocky gets kidnapped that's what it was rocky yeah, got kidnapped yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so he's like, i don't need it i'm just gonna blow this place up like i have done several times before um, so he escapes and they still need that scientist his fucking head thing because they need the code for rocket yeah. and uh fucking peter jumping out of the window with the <laughs> yeah. scientist. i'm thinking like okay we know he's gonna survive and he's gonna rip this thing out the guy's gonna give it to him but groot capturing <laughs> peter and flying with wings and them just fucking killing this scientist guy right. underwater, like using him as like a fucking like I land on you and you die and rip the shit. That shit was wild, man. Talk to me about the scene, man. Talk to me yeah. about Groot uh, with the guns and all that. Okay, Groot with the guns was a fucking delight. Like that was so friggin' cool. I love Swole Groot. I think he's friggin' awesome. Uh, such a great scene. I like the dialogue between Star Lord and the High Evolutionary. I thought it was uh, a really good scene there. And the funniest moment in that scene is star lord groot they escape right they get the they get what they need they escape the ship they think great mission's over we're gonna save rocket little do they know drax mantis and nebula are now on the ship (laughs) on the ship to rescue star rescue so they they finally get their comms back and they're like yeah so where are you like are you on the ship like no we're on the you know the ship rescuing you like no i'm on the ship i figured this out i always figure this out you should know that and i thought yeah. that was fucking hilarious that it kind of reversed roles because they were trying to save each other yeah and a little correction bebop was trying to still rocket but they he was unsuccessful <laughs> right. so rocket was still on the ship now peter has the codes that he needs um okay. and then we get into the other flashback essentially the final flashback which will cover the rest of everything for that um you know we've got the names everyone's named themselves which i thought was such a fucking cute little fucking moment you know like oh i'm i got big teeth i'm not fucking just along from tusk i've got big teeth i'm gonna call myself teef you know (laughs) and i'm lila and i'm you know uh, floor and and then rocket gives himself the rocket name right uh but he decides he's gonna break him out because he knows the high evolutionary is has they're going to incinerate him and steal his brain. Right. Uh, so rocket starts breaking him out, dude. And it's, and I wasn't even expecting it. That's what pisses me off is I wasn't expecting it. I know that Lila was his love interest. So I'm thinking, here we go. They escaped and somewhere they parted ways. Nope. 
nope, this movie <laughs> decides that it's going to fucking do it. And he hugs Lila. And then you hear the boom. Yep. And oh, God. high evolutionary standing right behind. He fucking shot and killed Lila. And Rocket just... Every emotion that Rocket felt is like emotions that we have felt in the last two months because you're like, you just lost someone you care about. Mm-hmm. And he just proceeds to go attack High Evolutionary, right? And yeah. High Evolutionary shooting and stuff. And Rocket's just Rocket's just doing his thing. The anger has just taken over. And you have no idea what's going on other than he's hurting him. And I'm thinking, okay, he got him. At least he can escape with teeth and with floor. Yeah. And then he looks back and realizes that high evolutionary and his shooting rampage has killed teeth and, and floor. floor. Yeah. And I'm just like, you've got. I mean, granted, the guys behind me probably shut up at this moment. I think they were like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but holy crap! And to see them dead and rocket to escape and stuff was crazy. And uh, Peter, you know, they they put the code in. And Rocket's essentially having his Valhalla moment, you know, his here comes Lila and he's standing there. And this is the part of the movie that really started getting to me. Yeah. Like it was like, oh my gosh, like his Rocket's Rocket's gone. Rocket's done. This is it. See, know, I, saying his I, I, I didn't think he was gonna leave here. I really you didn't. didn't. I did. I, I was, was gonna tell you what when I thought he was he was gonna die. There, there's a scene where I'm like, that's it. That was the kiss of death. But in this one, I thought no. I thought they're gonna keep him alive here because he still needs to confront the high evolutionary. And I didn't think they would yeah. end the movie without him confronting the high evolutionary. Uh, but it was still super sad to see him in the afterlife. Such now, an emotional scene, man. You know, we're at the point now in Marvel that we've seen the afterlife in multiple films. We've seen the, the Black, Pan- Black Panther uh, afterlife. We've seen Thor's afterlife in Valhalla. We Moon saw Knight. um Moonlight. Yeah, Moon Knight's afterlife with the Egyptian stuff. So we, we know saw there's the an Soul Stone with Thanos. Yeah, that's, and that's right. So, so we're very like conscious that it's not the end in Marvel. That yeah. even if you die, there's more. But even then, just seeing Lila come back and with teeth, and teeth and yeah. floor in the background, yeah. and then when he's like, "I'm ready," like because it's like he was just ready to go. Like he, those were his, those were his friends, right? Those were his family. It's what he grew up with. And then for her to be like, she stopped him, dude. She stopped yeah. it. She says, "It's not your time. You still have a purpose." Yeah. Um, but I like thought that, that she... purpose was just to kill the high evolutionary and evolutionary, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But, and it gets worse after, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So Rocket, I mean that scene too. Um, give Chris Pratt kudos. Oh yeah, because him sitting there like that's probably the embodiment of what I felt. Um, you know, the last yeah. with yeah, our right. last tragedy is just like I'm not letting go. Like come back, I'm not letting yeah. go. Um, and you felt that shit, and Chris Pratt just perfectly mm-hmm. did that, and then you know Rocket comes back, and, yeah. and he comes back almost like a Rocket that we know, right? Like he's yeah. just kind of like, "Hey, what's Sarc- going on?" Sarcastic, like, and yeah, and yeah. It, it hit it, me again when they come back to Drax, uh, Nebula, well, they, and they Mantis, found all the kids and stuff at this point. And too. they're going through a conversation, and Rocket says something in the mic, and they all like stop stop and like process what they just heard and, they heard his voice yeah. yeah and then they just like again it's like oh my god and that's also the moment where nebula had just gone off on drags for being right. stupid and being dumb and mantis is defending him they see these kids and then you hear they hear his voice and the i think the one who physically portrays 
the most like sentiment like I've my friends back was Nebula. Yeah. Um and in remembering like hey everyone else got snapped away it was exactly, rocking and Nebula together. Yeah. yeah. So they they had that um that camaraderie. So and I think that's when her cybernetic heart softens the most is when she knows that rockets back and yeah because they have that really tender moment in uh i think it's an infinity it was it no it must have been an end game because uh they already did an infinity war where when they reunite after she comes back from um you know with uh, space with tony with tony stark that holds her hand i think it holds her hand that's right because they're the only two guardians left right and it's this sad moment so they've been through a lot they work together you see them work together in endgame as well yeah so yeah yeah so then we have the calm communication between chris or excuse me quill um and the team like hey where you guys at he's back (laughs) but we're on the ship we were trying to rescue what the hell are you doing on the ship we got out so now they're formulating this plan right like how the hell are we gonna go now to the high evolutionary ship and break these guys out oh and there's kids too now yeah because he's experimenting on them like we gotta rescue them um, so essentially what ends up happening is Peter calls, um, what's his name? Sean Gunn. Oh yeah. It's Craglin. He calls Craglin. He's like, Hey, come to us. We need it here. Like we need to go. And I'm thinking, how the hell are they going to get to him? Yeah. Well, holy shit. They <laughs> turn nowhere into a fucking flyable fucking planet. Like ego, basically yeah, you know, yeah. he's got thrusters on his fucking head and everything. So that was really cool to see nowhere being mobile because right. it had been stationary for God knows how long now. And, and when they essentially use it, like a fucking pirate ship, no, oh, pull the oh, cannons so out. Cool. It goes, so cool cosmo coming into the play as far as like using cosmos telekinetic abilities to to create this suction and stuff but there is a scene there um where high evolutionary is essentially losing his fucking cool right he's on the bridge and he's like i am there there is no god i stepped in for him you know and and his people start betraying i'm like hey this guy's fucking looney tune yeah. Uh, I thought that was fucking great. Him ultimately destroying everyone on the bridge. Cause... Yeah. And we should also mention that he killed Aisha by this point. Um, yes, Aisha died during the self-destruction. W- 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 yeah, which which comes to play later with uh, Adam. With Adam Warlock. Uh, and that was, I thought, a little anticlimactic for kind of an important character in Volume 2 to just kind of just die without really much fanfare. Uh, I thought it was a little disappointing. but It was his mother, though. And because yeah. we know that Adam's going to play a huge role moving forward yeah. with everything, you're right. He wasn't given nearly as much screen time, but I think when he was on screen, he was very commanding on it. Because remember, yeah. uh, to backtrack a little on on that uh, organic place where they wanted to interrogate that guy, she's like, oh, he'll blast him or whatever, and he fucking disintegrates him, <laughs> yeah, right. which was such a cool scene visually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's essentially his mom. And then when self-destruction happens on Counter-Earth, and he's like, I got to go save her. Right. Um, and he just has that moment, you know, where like, you're strong and powerful, but you're not powerful enough to bring right her back. She, you know, she's gone. So I thought, I thought that was really cool. Um, but we saw, we started seeing the guardians are saving these kids. Um, like you said, Rocket's got to have his ultimate confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they managed to save the kids with the help of Nowhere, Kraglin, um, all, all the people there in Cosmo. Um, and then as they're getting ready to leave, Rocket notices there's animals there. Right. Not just any animals. There's little raccoons there and other, yeah. and other species. And I really like this moment because 
how long has it been a running joke where everyone calls rockets some beginning. other time fucking you're this fox this badger this trash panda it's yeah. always <laughs> been something different and and i didn't really think of the significance of it to be honest with you that he's only ever gone by rocket 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 yeah and then he sees these raccoons and he reads the boards he realizes oh i am a fucking raccoon yeah, and like, and he's from Earth, so it's just and he's from Earth. Yeah, yeah. and so that was crazy. And then the high evolutionary comes up behind him and starts to attack him, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Like, is he gonna die again? Like, what's going on? Because he's getting attacked, and just to have those fucking guardians come and fucking save him, like as mm. a team, I thought yeah. was fucking great. But we didn't even talk about the fucking. What'd you think about the hallway scene where oh, they were basically? Shit. Holy crap, that was so cool. The Dude, guard, what is it about hallway fucking, scenes in, in comics? That always, like, Daredevil, it, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, yeah that, that hallway damn. scene was so... Everyone had their moment to shine in that fucking hallway scene. Oh, yeah, it and so cool. It did, it did not let down from, from Nebula getting her head knocked off her fucking shoulders, still fighting, to Mantis doing all these weird fucking twists and turns, Groot, Rocket. Like, that was such a good thing to see it was yeah. so cool so this is where i thought rocket was going to die and i'll tell you the moment that really kind of like really convinced me he was going to die so at one point um nebula gets her calm destroyed and yes. there's a really quick moment when the ship she everything's going yours. to shit she says yeah give me uh give me your calm so rocket takes his calm on and gives it to nebula i'm like oh that's it he's dead <laughs> like he's i'm I so convinced <laughs> that because now no one can help him right no one knows yeah. where he is and I thought this was the leading up to this was his final kind of mission, right? To destroy the high evolutionary to save the guardians and nowhere and all the kids and all the animals. And I was convinced he was dead. That that was yeah. the end of his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I see it's funny is you get I could see it your way, and I could also see it as, oh fuck, is Nebula gonna die now? Because we've <laughs> seemingly had almost every character given a moment where they're potentially going to die right i mean yeah. now nebula says i'm going to go to the fucking bridge and i'm going to use my cool brand new arm that was given to me uh by rocket to steer this shit um like that was crazy the one thing that i did think was a little kind of the maybe the one only one thing in this whole movie that didn't really jive with me was the reintroduction of the obelisk when when gamora oh. <laughs> drax and so and nebula were stuck in that pit and yeah. then all of a sudden nebula is able to kind of like oh they they only like batteries like they're just scared like i get it she mantis excuse me yeah, yeah mantis yeah. um i get that mantis was there at the beginning of guardians too but to see these big overpowering monsters all of a sudden like they tamed them and ran them like boba fett on the book of boba fett with the rancor like, i was kind of it was kind of like iffy for me well to, see, to me that that was the kind of theme of the whole movie right is that all these animals uh if they're actually like if you just understand where they're coming from are all good, you know, but yeah, like good natured. So it, it just shows that even though they're big, ugly, stupid creatures, they're just, they're good. They're good creatures. It's just, they had, you know, they have an obsession with batteries or hungry yeah, for batteries. I'm sure, I'm sure Todd would be happy to hear that, that he still has hope as big. Yeah, as <laughs> yeah, yeah there's still hope. <laughs> uh, so going back to where we left off, uh, you know, the guardians come and they help group essentially subdue, the high evolutionary and throughout this movie we've seen him in his pre-form with rocket as a baby and then we see him with what seemingly was like stretched face um for the duration of the movie and then all of a sudden gamora is like unmask him 
to say the least. And you see, holy shit, he's wearing this mask because look what Rocket did to him. And that's essentially what he says. He did this to me. And you see that visual of high evolutionary all mangled and fucked up. That was perfect. Absolutely perfect. You're, you're I, muted. Yeah, I, I agree. That, that was such a fucking cool moment. It was just, it was, yeah, it, it was so good. The makeup was great. The, you know, it explains why he had such a weird, kind of fucked up, stretchy face thing. Uh, great moment. What they I, call I, him, I at one point, Peter Quill calls him his Robocop face or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's movie. right. Yeah, his Robocop face. <laughs> I was like, that is, these that's little so fucking, yeah. these little fucking lines are just fucking perfect. Um, so it's funny. He, uh, so just a weird note about that. Peter has such a great memory about all these random like trivia things about Earth. Yes, but he does not remember that it's called Earth in Infinity. True, War. it's Terran. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when they call when you say you're from Earth, he's like, "No, I'm from Missouri." You don't know that your fucking planet was called Earth, but you know about Robocop, Star Wars, uh, Alien, all these other like all this shit. Yeah, but you, yeah, it's weird. That's maybe, a little weird. Maybe- Maybe he just disassociates with it because of the trauma on which he Maybe, left yeah, it's possible. Earth and all that stuff. Wow. But I thought it was really cool. They subdue him. He he succumbs. And then we have like the Noah's Ark Or does moment. he succumb? We or don't does know he? You're we right. don't see him. We don't see him succumb. It's a, it's a Marvel movie. If you don't see the body, there's always a <laughs> That's right. room. But, but the Noah's Ark moment where all the fucking animals start coming yeah. and they're right. going into the nowhere. They're like, I thought we were just saving the kids. It was yeah. another. <laughs> uh, you just had all these serious moments. And now you have this other break of comedic relief, uh, which I thought was cool. But then now we're faced with another situation. Holy Is shit. Is fucking Peter Quill going to die? Dude. I So at this point, I'm thinking, man, if they're really going to like make them all survive, that's crazy. And then when I saw him drop his stupid little fucking Zoom thing, and he was going back, back to it, Jones and style. Then I'm like, shit, that's a callback to the first one where they called him an idiot for going back for his uh, recorder. Where he was escaping like, the prison, the kiln. Holy shit, dude! I, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill off Star Lord, and I. That's the big surprise. That's the big swerve of this whole fucking series. Is that yes. this whole time you thought Drax and Rocket are gonna die, and they're gonna kill Star Lord. And they're like, and, no, they're not going to. They're not going. And then his face fucking. He like, bloated. That's that's yeah, why I was like, he's fucking up. dead. He's bloating and shit. Like that, that's another callback to the original Guardians. Uh, he's in space without a mask, and he yeah, but even but he had so, egos. Uh, celestial celestial power. power in that, so he doesn't anymore because ego died. So that's. And I'm glad all, you. I was I'm like, damn. I was just gonna ask you that because in the first one he's celestial, right? He's half celestial, half human. And then in the second one, I was like, did he lose his celestial powers now that Ego's gone? Like, what the hell? And then this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, something definitely happened. Because I know in the first one, he survived a little. And this one, he's like straight fucking blowing up and stuff. And I was like, this is fucking sad. Because for as much shit as Chris Pratt gets, you know, in the news and stuff, like, I don't want him to die. I like him. He's so fucking funny. I like the Um, character. But even the way that it gets played off, where Adam Warlock comes to the rescue, right? I, I kind of knew that one. If anyone was going to say it, it was going to Adam, Adam Warlock, right? But it was perfect that they did the fucking iconic painting yeah, with yeah, the yeah. finger, with God touching fucking Adam's finger, and then he saves him. I thought that was fucking perfect. It was it's it's James Gunn. Yeah, you know, like, totally. You're gonna save him. You're gonna save him symbolically. Um, and I it was really cool and. I just wish that we got, like you said, more of Adam Warlock because you yeah. know what he's capable. I mean, the motherfucker was 
wielding the infinity glove. Um, and, but what we did get of him and what we get to look forward to inevitably is, is what's cool. So, yeah. So all the guardians, we didn't get a rogue one moment. All the guardians right. survive, right? All yeah, and, they all do. The, they all go to nowhere, and that's when they have their. Uh... Oh, I, just one more moment we gotta talk about yeah. that we failed to mention. So the whole movie, Craglin is having trouble uh, oh, using yeah. his arrow, right? That he took over from Yondu, and you, he like misses his shots. It's his whole thing, and at Stab the end, Nebula in the heart in the beginning, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And at the end, he needs to like save everyone because all the fucking animals are attacking nowhere, and he fucking sees Yondu. Looking force at Force Ghost Yondu. Yeah, Force Ghost Yondu comes <laughs> back and basically tells Touches him that he needs to do it from his heart. And I'm like, oh god damn, they brought back Yondu too. <laughs> like, yeah, my even though it's just like a, like, like a quick cameo, I was like, oh damn, that's awesome. But that, that was it was perfect though because another collaborator, right? Of, yeah. uh, oh, of yeah. James Gunn, and to see Yondu, everybody loved Yondu. Yondu was fucking great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and to see him come back, but now the Guardians, they're all on nowhere. Um, and basically we get hit we get hit with the feels again because then Chris Pratt and me is like, hey, I'm leaving. Like yeah. I'm going to Earth. I'm all these things we alluded to in the movie about, you know, I have a grandpa who's still alive and stuff. And yeah. like I'm leaving the guard. I'm not leaving the Guardians forever, but I'm going to enjoy some of my life. Um, and then you get that emotional uh, goodbye between him and Gamora. You know, like that, that was really well acted too between the two of them because yeah. her heart, her heart has definitely softened from the beginning of this movie to the end. And he's realized that, hey, you may, she may still be in there, the Gamora I fell in love with, but this, this person. isn't her. Yeah. It's not the same person. But then you almost get that, uh, that feeling from her because yeah. like she almost like starts to remember things a little bit. Yeah. It's, yeah. Get, it's not so much to remember, but she realizes that it's, it's familiar. Her, her alternate Gamora liked this guy so much or loved him uh yeah. then now she sees why she sees what appealed that gamora to you know love him but we find out that she still leaves <laughs> yeah and goes, goes back to her ravages. family like her guardians right and they're all super yeah. happy to see her and they have this huge party that's her family now you know just like the old gamora's guardians was her family correct and then nebula and drax stay back on nowhere to raise the kids and nebula yeah. says this really great line to drax is you weren't you weren't uh, born to become a destroyer. You're born yeah. to become a dad because what we learned from Drax is all these kids are communicating with him on the escape from the high evolutionary ship. And nobody knows what they're fucking saying. We <laughs> come to find out the only person who's able to communicate with them effectively and know their language is Drax. And I don't like, know why though. We don't really understand where well, they got that from, but I don't know either, but it was funny when Nebula asked him that and he's yeah. like, well, you never asked, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, right. Um, but Drax and Nebula are going to stay behind on nowhere to raise these kids. Mantis decides she's going to go off on her own um, mm-hmm. with the, she wants to learn about herself. Essentially, you know, she's never had time to live for her own self. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and Drax also dances. Uh, he does. Is after another ongoing that... joke that <laughs> yeah. he thinks Holy dancing is repulsive. Dance. Yeah. Which yeah. Play, played off in the first one with uh, like Peter. baby Groot all dancing. It, and he, he wouldn't even like look at him. when He kept looking at him and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, uh, Rocket, not only has he accepted his name as Rocket Raccoon now, yeah, right. um, but he, he gets dubbed the captain of Finally. the uh, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the, of the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. And uh, I thought that was a really touching moment because 
at some point we get told you know like you didn't realize oh this is when lila was telling him like this whole story was always about you and then us as the audience were like holy shit we've had three movies we've had other appearances and we come to finally realize that guardians of the galaxy wasn't about peter quill or gamora it was the story it's essentially like star wars you know where it was the story of anakin essentially and now it's the story of rocket this is rocket yeah so that was really great and touching and you know the dancing when they everyone's separating and saying their goodbyes and shit like it was it was really sad but at the same time like it's like a part of me is like i don't want to see these people get separated because i love these characters together and now they're gone like they're separated but at least they're out there somewhere right and you know they're they're probably reuniting here and there and king dynasty stuff yeah they have to come back. some of them some of them will come back not all of them but some of them will come back some of them might come back as different actors you know it's just but knowing that they're alive to me was good enough like that's way better than i expected just knowing that out there drax and nebula are probably having you know robotic babies and uh, you know, just I don't oh, know. Shit. There's something cool about knowing that they're all alive. Mantis, I don't know. I think Mantis will come back at some point. I think I believe all of them. Maybe not Drax, or maybe Drax will come in some non-action role or yeah, something. Yeah, Drax and Gamora. But um, well, we'll talk about it. Well, that's pretty much the yeah. Anyway, right? Other than the yeah. the two post-credit scenes, which let, let's hit on the first one because yeah. the first one uh, we're introduced to our new guardians of the galaxy team which right. consists of uh we got rocket we have craglin we have adam we have we, we learn is phyla of yeah. uh, who was one of the kids that went missing which i believe is phyla vel yeah she Phyla-Vel, up to be. Right. exactly um and then i'm like are we missing someone and sure <laughs> enough we are because groot has fucking grown to full form yeah. he's like this big ass alpha fucking groot alpha um, groot he, that's what they call him yeah yeah, he's huge, and they're helping out, you know, this fucking group of people saving off these animals, and you basically get like, here's your new Guardians, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. And I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to anything with them. Um, yeah. it is a little sad that the team changed, but so do so do the Avengers, right? right the Guardians exactly. of the Galaxy that we met in these movies were not necessarily the ones that were together in the right. comic the first time around because they had Nova, they had all that shit. Uh, but what did you think about the new team? What, I, what, I like it. Feature? Yeah, I, I think it's a cool team. I think I'm looking forward to seeing what they do together. I don't know if we're ever going to see them actually do anything together, though. That's a, yeah. I don't know if we'll see the Guardians 4 with this new team. I think they just might pop up in stuff like King Dynasty or the Secret Wars or something like that. Cosmo is also uh, part of the team. I forgot oh, that's Cosmo. Right, Cosmo and yeah, and also yeah. the uh, the fur the fur ball there that uh, yeah, <laughs> with, <laughs> the uh, little flurkin little bastard whatever yeah, it yeah. is with the uh, um, warlock. And then the last scene we get is of Jason, <laughs> or excuse me, of Peter and his grandfather Jason sitting at the table. And what a great fucking callback to the hall, uh, the, the holiday Kevin special. Bacon. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon, uh, kidnapped and by aliens or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was cool. I mean. I'm gonna be honest. When I stay, wait for two credits, I kind of want something like a but substance. You know what? That's that's kind of been Marvel's thing for a long time, where the mid credit is the important one, and the end credit the last is a, one is a like stupid whatever. like joke. But shawarma. What? Yeah. But what they do usually have is one little like a line that teases the future, and then this one is that the legendary Star Lord will Star-Lord. return. So, which makes which I immediately thought, okay. The legendary Star Lord will return. 
Yeah. But that didn't say the Guardians of the Galaxy will return. No, it just said the it just said Star Lord essentially. And Legendary Star Lord is the name of um Star Lord's solo comic in at, at Marvel. So maybe he's gonna get a solo film or a TV show, right? Just exploring kind of his his life. And there's a joke in the end where he's talking about his like one of his neighbors. Yeah. And that might be his brother. So there's comment like there's things going around that maybe there's more hmm. quills in the future yeah yeah just i mean i wonder like do the guardians then become like what with uh what the hulk has become where they're just kind of like supporting characters and other movies and stuff because i really like the cosmic side of marvel and a part of me kind of wants and i guess this alludes to one of the questions so uh, maybe I'll save it until we get into the question. Yeah. Um, but I, I want more cosmic and I don't want it to just end with the guardians. Um, right. yeah. But you want to, you want to talk about the questions real quick. You want yeah, me to pull absolutely. them up? Or yeah. Gonna... Pull them up. Okay. All right. Let me get them real quick. All right. Uh, we did. Steve did put it out there that we're recording this episode tonight. Uh, we did get a question uh, from our co-host who yeah. does not like being on these uh, little Bun- special boner episodes. <laughs> Uh, so Todd asked us, did you feel like Guardians 3 was a solid end to a trilogy? Or did you think it missed the march similar to Iron Man 3? Um, Guardians 3 was fucking Dude, fantastic. It was a perfect end to this trilogy. And yeah, also think- a good leeway to the future. You know, it's like ending the storylines that they've set up in the three films. That I don't yeah. think there's a lot of loose ends from the th- a lot of the stuff came back, you know, in, in some form. So they yeah. really tied everything up nicely, but also set up the future. So it was like the perfect ending to this trilogy. I think arguably this is probably the best trilogy that Marvel has in there. And I love Spider-Man. I do. I love Spider-Man, especially because yeah. that uh that whole uh uh the three Peters <laughs> yeah. that was fucking great. But I think that Guardians is stronger slightly. Yeah, um, for me, it's between that and Captain America. Um, I really like the Captain too, America yeah. trilogy. I mean, Civil War is fucking amazing. Civil still... War is so fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the second one there. Um, geez, I watched Winter it Soldier. Winter Soldier. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I yeah. just watched it. It was on TV yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Winter Soldier, I think, it was one of the best Marvel films. Period. Absolutely. Uh, first one was like okay, you know, not the best ever, but world building. Yeah, it'd be between these two, but they're very different. Like they're so different; they're on totally different planes. So stuff to judge. Yeah, I mean, with with Winter Soldier, I got you on that one. Winter Soldier is fucking great. I just think when it comes to Civil War, that's essentially like a mini Avengers. It's, it's, it's movie. like Avengers, yeah, yeah. So, Goddamn it! And introduced Spider Man, my favorite like hero of all time. It's perfect, so, like, right? Yeah. But I think where the huge difference for me is, is that like, like we talked a little bit before we started recording, like with the Thor movies, I think we could agree one and two are kind of like, uh, they're okay, no. but they're not, they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not great. They're not amazing. They're not on the higher end. Now, Ragnarok yeah. is fucking great. Thor and Love and Thunder was okay. It was I, better I liked, than one and two. I, I liked it a lot. Like, I don't like it as much as Ragnarok, but I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah. But those ones are, have such an unevenness to the whole four, right? The quartet. Yeah. And then you've got, like Todd said in his question, um, Iron Man first was absolutely great. Yeah, two uh, was okay. Three two was, was not okay. my favorite. Three, I enjoyed it because it was a little bit different. It showed vulnerabilities for him, which I liked. Yeah. But it was one was obviously the best. But when you come to this movie that's you also have Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man's always kind of been like a 
a guilty yeah, pleasure and, for me yeah. because it's so cool like the shrinking and growing and all that <laughs> right. stuff but when it gets all sciencey like it loses me because i'm an idiot <laughs> um so i don't understand all this quantum talk um but to get back to what he was asking like i feel because of the setting cosmic wise guardians is better and for me personally, as we're like, I'm not dissing Captain America, but it's more grounded. It's more realistic and more believable. Yeah. So I think you can't really compare the, the two. Stuff, it wouldn't yeah, be fair. They're very different. Because the cosmic stuff was just fucking great. I mean, plan, it, it was the closest thing to Star Wars that's not Star Wars. Right. officially entitled. So <laughs> I absolutely enjoyed it. So I personally think it's fucking great. Um, I, I know that I have no doubt when Todd gets around to streaming this, when he waits for it to come out, right. that he's going to fucking absolutely love it and regret not being on here. Um, but we did get another question, and that was from Cody Ajab versus 007. Um, what are your two dream lineups for the Guardians going forward? And that's what I was kind of alluding to because I don't want Cosmic to end. I know we're going to get more with the Marvels, yeah, um, coming out soon, but I really want the Guardians to essentially, and I know it's not going to happen. Uh, this is just my little fanboy fiction that's just blurting out loud, but I would really love for the Guardians to have some kind of attachment to fucking silver surfer galactus oh, yeah of course like that would be so fucking great because yeah. yeah fantastic four we know they're coming but i i don't know it's like do we want fantastic four with dr doom or do we want galactus well the rumor is that they're doing galactus right that's the big kind of rumor going on apparently they're they're Fuck. in the process of casting galactus right now Antonio um, Banderas, I am Puss in yeah. <laughs> I heard Antonio Banderas. I heard Denzel Washington. I heard there was another name. I don't remember what the third one was. A, if Adam Driver is getting the role of Reed Richards. Which he's, apparently he is at this point. I, I am stoked because his fucking voice just is like, I love it. I love his, you know what I've come for. <laughs> oh, Kylo Ren, dude. I know, I don't know. He's a great actor. You can put him in a lot of different shows. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, I mean, I heard him for Reed. I heard Austin Butler for Human Torch. Uh, I heard Margot Robbie for... Austin Butler Elvis? Yeah, apparently. That's no, a, no, no. That's, that's I what can't. I heard, dude. Uh, Margot heard Robbie Mar was the one I heard for Sue Storm. I heard yeah. for Sue Storm as well. And Thing is really on the fence. No one really knows what's happening with Thing. Did you hear that? Did you hear that they people that, were saying it was going to be Mila Kunis? That wasn't true. She said that was I know. True. I know she said like, oh, it's not true, but I know who is. She she knows who yeah she knows who who the the Fantastic Four are. So I really want Seth Rogen as fucking the oh thing. yeah at least the voice right like I don't know if yeah. he can play the I don't, it depends but, if he's already thing by the time like we see that but or... even then yeah I don't know that we're gonna get it but I think Fantastic Four is one of those properties that uh that would could probably use a better origin type story because they've done it twice already and it's like yeah. been brutal <laughs> it's been no, brutal but... exactly but yeah oh, I, going I, back to this film though uh yeah yeah i don't know Dream, like, ideal team the thing is i really like this team like the, the team that we saw in one to three uh yeah yeah I, I love having thor in it i thought that was fucking hilarious and i wish they it was great had done more of it Kept them. With them. yeah, yeah. uh just because their uh, their interactions were so funny but I don't know if I really want anyone necessarily on the team. I like that they were kind of adding a little bit by little bit, you know, throughout the films. Yeah. Um, you know, from the core team to start in volume one. Then you added Craglin, you added Mantis, you added, uh, you know, Nebula got it, got on and Cosmo came on later. And so I, I like that kind of slow progression of getting new Guardians. But I think this was I'm, the perfect I'm, team. Yeah. I know there's been rumors of a Nova TV show. 
Yeah, oh, Leonard Nova. I, I don't know if that's true. I, <laughs> I would be. I would. Hey, if they're gonna do Nova, I mean, with the destruction of their. I'm surprised they stuff. haven't by this point because of the destruction that Thanos did. And apparently, uh, there's rumors that they might release that at some point. So apparently, there's a 40 minute cut uh, of the destruction Thanos of destroying the planet. Yeah, of Thanos destroying the planet, and they're thinking oh. of releasing it as a special presentation, kind of like they did Werewolf by Night, and uh, the well, that Holiday would be special. cool because I. I know they've I know they've heavily rumored wanting to do a Nova project. Now with the planet destroyed, to be great yeah. if they did that and show that, like that, this that is could origin. that could lead into Nova. That could be how they announce the Nova. Correct, like his uh, origin show story. or movie, right? I would love to see um some of the cosmic characters that I'm kind of aware of. Uh, Moon Dragon, I know, mm-hmm. is another one. It'd be cool to see her because um, I think she has ties to Drax. If I'm correct, if I read that right, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like his daughter or some shit like that, or I don't know. Um, but ultimately I would love to see the old team get together. I don't think we're going to get that ever again, but no, not, not I, at least with these actors, right? That's the, we could see these characters again. We could see another tracks. We could see another Gamora. Um, they I, might even switch them at secret wars. That is true. I would love just to see this team in action, this new team, especially yeah. because we still have properties out there cosmically that they could mix with. I mean, we got the eternal somewhere, right? We still have the Celestials, yeah, somewhere out there. Um, so there's a lot of stories to left it. to be told, and they're, they're kind of smart with this new team. Uh, they mo- a lot of them are CGI, so they can yeah basically be played by anyone, you know. Uh, oh, and that reminds me of a moment that we didn't talk about. We hear Groot for the first time. Oh yeah, uh, I love you guys. I love you guys. Uh, you read you read James Gunn's thing on that. James Gunn's like, we're finally understanding Groot. After that's right. All so like, like, did, we as he, the audience. Just... That's right. So he doesn't actually say, I love you guys. He still says, I am Groot. But us as an audience can now understand him is what he said. And um, that hit, didn't it give you like the tingles when he said that too? Yeah. Because you're like, you're like, holy shit. We've had it. All we've heard is I am Groot. The whole movie. Gamora's like, you understand series. what he's saying? Yeah. Like, the whole series I don't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. And then we yeah. finally get, I love you guys. Like. God, and he oh, says some man. he says some raunchy shit in the movie. Yeah, he does. And they, they yeah. lead to like even in Infinity War that he's like talking about peeing in a cup, and they're like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just a twig." And like, I think uh, I think James Gunn said though in one of his interviews that I Groot when he says I am Groot most of the time he's saying the f bomb or something profane. Yeah, yeah, apparently or super raunchy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I like that that we're getting this guy saying all this raunchy shit, and all we're translating is I am Groot. And the one time we understand him as an audience is when he says, "I love you guys," because in that moment we're all feeling the same thing as we're hugging, and embracing, yeah. saying their goodbyes, like we love you fucking too. So mm-hmm. overall, man, I know I saw your review on Letterbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough points in the fucking letterbox to give this movie justice because to say it's a perfect five out of five no this movie's like a 10 out of five this shit was such a great perfect closure to this trilogy and to these group of characters i i absolutely enjoy the fucking minute of it yeah this has a very 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 high chance of being my favorite movie of the year uh spoiler alert uh definitely a five (laughs) out of five this is top five marvel for me uh i'm still like I have to watch it again, right? Because it's obviously Absolutely. like I I came out of a five with Doctor Strange. I came out of a five with that uh, with a few like Thor because my yeah. first experience. I'm such a big Marvel fan that yes, I come out of theater and I I'm giddy about it. Um, now Doc, both Doctor Strange and Thor would probably drop if I watch it again. Absolutely, uh, you know, not far, like maybe to a four or four point five. But this one is one I feel could keep its five. 
um, just because it's so such an emotional roller coaster and so many great tie-ins to the other movies, and it's just it's great, man. It's like top tier Marvel, and I'm so happy that we're getting top tier Marvel. It just oh, sucks yeah. James Gunn's leaving uh, to DC, but that's good for DC because I'm a comic fan. So yeah. if he can do this to Superman, holy shit, man, we're in for a treat. But let's and see I, I, that's that's where I'm at with him too because he he did so well with these characters, and for him. You know that sequels or trilogy movies usually have a hard time landing. Yeah. He landed it, and he landed yeah. it perfectly. And now that he's heading over to DCU, which sucks as MCU fans, it gives me more confidence in going to watch those properties that they're putting together yeah. there. That it's going to be because I looked, I loved Henry Cavill, and to oh, me, me there's no one that could replace him. But I have confidence that whatever James Gunn does. It's gonna finally put DC on the board the way it should have been with their the, iconic characters. My only concern is well, two concerns. One is that like they're basically rebooting again, and I don't know how that's gonna work out. But also, I don't uh, think Suicide Squad was that great. You know, uh, it's better it, than the first it was, one. It was fucking better than the first, but that's like easy. <laughs> but I like he had a shot with DC, and I don't think it was like the best one ever. You know, um, like I put it bottom tier Marvel, maybe middle tier dc uh you know it's just i don't know we'll see i i the yeah. benefit of the doubt i do believe in him peacemaker is a fucking masterpiece so hell yeah it is yeah. so what do we have le- what do we have left on the board then for this year for marvel we got the marvels uh, coming out yeah movie wise we only have the marvels left we got uh, secret TV invasion. show we have secret invasion apparently echo is still this year yeah i saw that that they're thinking about uh, releasing it this year and there was another oh and loki i think we're gonna get some kind of special Oh yeah, I think they're gonna do this Christmas. every year now. Um, now okay. with the writer strike, that uh, that puts everything up in the air. So that would be another reason, maybe to just release the uh, the stuff that they did with Thanos, right? Yeah, in Endgame because they don't need a writer for that; they can just have an editor. It's already done. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, see it, it really depends how quick this uh, strike kind of gets settled. Hopefully, it's settled by the time this even comes out. So. Yeah, because I'm really worried about now that. Now they, they just stopped Blade. They just stopped Daredevil. They just Daredevil. stopped like, a bunch of uh, cool stuff. I have. I don't want to wake up to being told that uh, the Blade actor is gone and he left the project because oh there's God, been so yeah. much turmoil. But now they just guy. like hired his friend to uh, to direct it or whatever to, to, to write yeah, it. To write it. Yeah. Or the guy from True Detective That's right. is taking so. over the writing thing. I just want that movie to be good, dude. That movie yeah, is one of but my most just, anticipated. It seems Marvel also wants it to be good. Because they keep yes. like going back to the drawing board until it's right, yeah. And I also really want another Eternals movie. I know people hated that movie, but I really enjoyed it, and I want I, more I of those think characters. A second one would be better because they don't have to set them up again. You know, I think they. I'm 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 at the point where I'm tired of seeing origin stories. I just yes. want to see people full powered, fuck shit up. Yeah. You know? Well, they did say that the Eternals some of them will appear in other properties and i well, still I think I, I have a feeling we're going to see them in some of them in captain america if they actually are going for the celestial that was frozen in eternals true you or know. give me one of them in the marvels or something please that's possible we did well. get we did get kumail right or whatever his name is as a yeah. little background teaser in uh miss marvel show so that's right yeah uh, well, if you haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy, you need to go watch <laughs> yeah. it because the movie, it hits you everywhere. It's fucking perfect, fantastic. And I think I would echo Steven saying, join the Discord, come talk about it. Right. I want to know what you guys think after you see it. Your thoughts on the pros, the cons. Was there any cons? Because the shit was just so good. Yeah. Um, we really want to hear your thoughts. If you're interested in joining the Discord, uh, hit us up. 
on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we can send you the private link there and get you guys on board. Um, but that that's it for our Guardians review, man. I'm oh, yeah. glad we talked about it. I'm glad we watched it. I was eager to talk. I didn't want to send you any messages about it. I know. Me so too. I'm like, like so yeah. coy about it. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to. He, he's going to know I'm going to be a five on this. So I, I, I'm like, I'll just put it in my letterbox. Yeah. I, I saw your letterbox. I was like, yeah, we're on the same page. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, no way. Until the Marvels, I think, uh, you know, this is going to, we'll have to wait for that boner episode. But well, we, uh, we have you guys... other, other boner episodes, I think, uh, coming out this summer. We'll Yeah, we'll have some bangers coming out. We didn't do yeah. John Wick 4, damn it. No, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Indy. We'll see. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll figure it out. Absolutely, Indy. Indy's yeah. like, don't even, don't even question yeah, it. We're doing Indiana so Jones. <laughs> so Indiana Jones, potentially our next boner episode. But we appreciate yeah. you guys listening, sending your love. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you. And we'll catch you on the next one. See yeah. ya. Later. Guardians, don't forget this might be dangerous, so let's put on our mean faces. Groot, put that thing away. Now, I don't want to tell you again. Groot. And Groot. Whoa! Hey! Wow. You got some acorns on you, kid. Ever since you got a little sap, you're a total D-hole. Now keep it up, and I'm gonna smash that thing to pieces!